0: Strange talk with doc our topic for today is we're not all kings and queens some of us play the fool and i have to just be honest about that you know what i know a lot of times uh it's kind of uh, become a thing when a young black person or middle-aged black person i'll just say a black person in general passes away we like to refer to them as rest in peace king rest in peace queen But you have to be honest about who that person was in life. Uh, It's all right to be honest about somebody who lived a real life. You don't want to make them out to be something that they were not, something that they never expired to be. We have to realize that there are, in every kingdom, you're going to have kings, queens, you're going to have princes and princesses, you're going to have lords and dukes but you're also going to have fools and court jesters, and you know what i would love for us to all be kings and queens but then there's no real kingdom to rule if every member of the tribes a king and a queen that's just not being honest and in the black community we make up a lot of things we make up that court jester we have the coon within our race i don't want to mention names and this is not what this is going to be this is not going to be an attack against anybody per se i'm not going to like i said i refuse to call out names just not to show for that if they did something that i felt like speaking up about i would use their name but this is not what's going to happen we got this self race haters we have the black people within their own race who hate other black people for no apparent reason than the fact that they are black. We have the black apologists, the black person who apologizes to everybody else about their blackness or the faults of their race. We got the black people who have zero moral standards. We got the sellouts. We got the people who believe that white is right no matter what. I don't know how they were born. I don't know how they were raised. But they always think that white is right and black is wrong. We got the step and fetching type black person. We got the proud to be a nigger black person. I don't even understand them. I am so proud that I am some form of a nigger. I have never aspired to be a man. I never aspired to be a woman. I prefer to just keep it nigger. I don't. Then you got the don't care. I don't care about nothing. I don't care about nobody. I don't want to learn about it. I don't want to know about it. I don't want to be informed about it. You got the thug. You got the gangster. You got the gangbanger. You got the person that believes that pimping is cool and whoring is all right. You got the lifelong felon. It's all right to catch a felony, But when you're catching felonies from the age of 14 to 62, you're a lifelong felon, you you lose the right to be a king. You lose the right to be called a queen. You got the drug addict. And I'm not talking about a person who gets caught up, but I'm talking about the person who never attacks that issue at its core and comes up out of that. But they dedicate a lifetime to it. You got the drug dealer you got the person who deals death to other people in their community and these are some of the people i consider the fools these are some of the people who i consider not to the standard of ever being called a king and never being called a queen they don't do anything to uplift the race they don't do anything to uplift our culture and we're going to go through them real quick again it's the apologist, the self hater, the coon, the jester, the sellout, the white is right, the step and fetching, the proud to be a nigger, don't want to know, don't want to learn, don't care, the thug, the gangster, the gangbanger, the pimp, the whore, the lifelong felon, drug addict, and drug dealer. Like I said, once again, these are people who are ineligible in my book to ever consider themselves to be kings or queens. Kings and queens of people who are examples of how to conduct yourself, how to deal with life, how to go about life in a manner that others can be proud to even say that they know them because they can learn things from these people. And I hope that you are not in any of these situations. I hope that you are a king. I hope that you are a queen. Be you white, be you black, be you Asian. I don't give a damn what you are. You represent not only yourself. You represent your family. You represent Represent your people. Sometimes when you're the only one around, you're the only one being seen by other groups of people, you represent, unfortunately, your whole entire tribe at that instance. And when you're representing your whole tribe, how are you doing it? No, you know, that's rhetorical. That's for you to ask yourself. How are you representing your tribe when you're out and about? I hope that you're doing it in a manner that brings pride to every single person that knows you. If they're a member of your tribe or not. And that's all I really wanted to say about that. But like, you know, I like to hit on a subject matter before I move on to other things. Okay, so Bud Grant, the Minnesota Vikings coach, Hall of Famer, he died at the age of 95. While looking up Mr. Bud Grant, I found out some very interesting things about him. I never knew that he won an NBA championship playing with the Minnesota Lakers, that's right, the Minnesota Lakers, Minneapolis Lakers back in the 1950s. And this dude also was a basketball player. He was a football player. He uh, coached in those freezing cold weather in Minnesota before they had a dome. Yeah, Minnesota didn't always have a dome, people. If you're young enough, you might not know that. But Minnesota played in the freezing cold. And this old nut at the age of 86 years old was out on the field at a Minnesota Viking game about six, seven years ago in a uh, polo shirt in six degree weather, not bitching, moaning, and complaining, doing it, tossing the coin. I mean, this is OG toughness here. You know what I'm saying? Also, we lost Otis Taylor at the age of 80. He's a former wide receiver for the Kansas City Chiefs. He played in the Super Bowl when they won way back, like, 52 years ago, 53 years ago. And we lost Felton Spencer at the age of 55. Felton Spencer was a center at Louisville. He was a damn good player at Louisville. He was the number six pick in the 1990 draft. But he wasn't a great pro. We're not going to sit here and bullshit. He played for the Minnesota Timberwolves he uh utah jazz Orlando magic golden state warriors he played for my san antonio spurs and he retired a new york nick in 2002 he died at the tender age of 55. now i say rest in peace to those people but who i don't say rest in peace to is robert blake who died of heart disease at the age of 89. now back in my day robert blake was known as tony beretta on the tv show beretta it was on for like four seasons in the mid 1970s and you if you're younger you know him from his famous murder trial so i don't really say rest in peace to uh, robert blake because after witnessing and hearing the things that went on at this murder trial it sounded like he was pretty damn guilty but he got a celebrity pass So I put him in my who doesn't give a fuck. Nobody cares about him. But I just was passing on the information that the man passed away. And if you've never seen Beretta, you probably heard the song. Don't do the crime if you can't do the time. Uh, It's pretty famous. The song stands the test of time. and The words to that song matter today just as much as they mattered in the mid-70s. I watched Luther. Eldris ivers luther character it's a bbc show from obviously the uk it's called the falling sun this is like the fourth season this was a two hour like 20 minute movie it was well done uh i like the luther character he's definitely not Eldris all or, or idris All dressed up and trying to be pretty this is him being like almost a columbo type dude he has this one coat he likes he very rarely uses a gun his strongest weapon is his intellect and intelligence Uh, he was going up against a super psychopath so it made for entertaining television i did not like the female cop in this i thought that she did a lot of silly shit but you know what you need to see it i don't want to give away anything about this other than i gives this a thumbs up it was very enjoyable once again that's luther the falling sun it's probably on netflix if that's where you could find it i finally listened to nas king's disease three now this album came out in 2022 but for some reason I've been backed up on my music listening. I listened to it this morning. I enjoyed the CD. I thought this would have been definitely in my better song uh, list of 2022, but since I didn't listen to it to 2023, I'm going to add Nas as the very first member of Strange Talk with Doc's list of best CDs for 2023. If you haven't checked it out, please give it a listen. there are some outstanding songs on there. This was not, I would call a party music type CD. This was a, a more reflective older Nas telling some good tales, a uh, beautiful flow, no trap, no really guest appearances on this. I mean, it was just him and the hit boy or whatever this dude's name is, and they went at it and it was well done. So Ray Mysterio is the first inductee in the 2023 WWE Hall of Fame class. Ray Mysterio for a little dude, five foot six, maybe 180 pounds, well built, no doubt. He gave smaller men hope that they can be a part of this world where we always thought growing up that people his size could never be a part of this world. He has proven with a 30 year career that not only can he be a part of this world, but he could be a key player in this world. He didn't have to play the clown. He didn't have to be the buffoon. He didn't have to be the court gesture. He could be actually a world champion and people would cheer and believe him. And you know what? I think that Ray Mysterio and men, his size in any sports venture, the smaller ones, give hope to regular people, and I congratulate Mr. Bray Mysterio on making it into the WWE Hall of Fame. So we got Tiger Woods, and he has a lot of nonsense. Strange with doctors not deal with rumors, gossip, and innuendos. We don't do that here. But I will say one thing. Tiger Woods' name needs to start hitting the national news for positive things, positive things, things that uplift other human beings outside the Woods family, is every time he hits the national media, it's always for some nonsense, always for something bad. Passing tampons, women sue him, crashing cars, drunk, missing tooth while on skiing trip. I mean, when are we going to see his name when Tiger Woods donates $2 million to homeless uh, uh, shelter? Tiger Woods fed 5, 500 people on one day. I mean, when is his name going to be related to something that uplifts society, like I said, outside the Woods family? Uh, I'm so tired of this man who has so much, was given so much talent, and he actually developed so much of his talent too everything is just not god given sometimes you're given the tools but then you have to sharpen the tools i will not take that away from mr woods he has sharpened the tools that was given to him and he went on to become a national international phenomenon this dude has changed the face of golf there's no denying it people want to play like him which is not going to happen people want to wear his clothes back in the days. they want to own his clubs But he has got to start putting his name in the light of positivity. I I just wish him the best, man, because I think that he could help so many people, especially being a billionaire and his name holding so much weight with corporate sponsors worldwide. Tiger could do a lot for young people. I mean, he really, really could. So we had the Players' Championship this week. It was from TPC Sawgrass. That's in Ponte Verde Beach, Florida. Well, Saturday play got suspended. Rory McIlroy played like shit, and it's kind of understandable. He's spreading himself too thin by being a PGA spokesman. He's holding meetings. He's not focusing on his golf, and these are his words himself. So I'm not speculating. This is something that Rory said, uh, because I've noticed, and me and my wife have noticed, Rory never seems to be ready to play on Thursdays. Now, when he makes it to Saturday and Sunday, he is a baller. He is golfing some of the best golf that you've ever seen, but he struggles so much on Thursday. He's always usually behind and playing catch up. And I really like Rory McIlroy, but I would like Rory to be able to focus on being that golfer he said he's going to be because I enjoy watching his game. Unfortunately, John Rom had to withdraw withdrew due to illness. He had some kind of stomach virus or whatever. And Scotty Scheffler actually won this PGA's championship. And he won a grand total of $4,500,000. Let's say that again. $4,500,000 for four days' work. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. What a good life you can live if you can golf and be the best golfer in the world. I mean, these guys are making astronomical money. And I congratulate Scotty Sheffer. He's, by the way, he's the number two player in the world. Uh, he might actually bump up to number one because Rom had to drop out of this tournament, but that we'll see later on during the week what happens. Texas Tech basketball coach Mark Adams finally stepped down after being suspended for verbally racial insensitive exchange with a player. If you do not know what the verbally, racial, sensitive exchange he had with this player, let me enlighten you. Mark Adams chose out of all Bible verses to read to a black student. He chose the Bible verses that dealt with submitting yourself to your master. Out of all the Bible verses that he could have sat down and discussed this with this man, and by the way i don't think you have the right to put biblical stuff unless a kid is asking for spiritual counsel and there's other places i'm sure at texas tech that this kid could have went for spiritual counsel than his basketball coach but you never as a white person read the verses to any person of color about submitting to your masters when did mark adams put himself in a position of master and a student in this position of subordinate slash slave and you know what mr mark adams should have known better and it's right that he lost his job because being suspended was not enough in this situation just he let those players know what he really felt at his core who they really were to him at this core he lied to these children's parents when he went to recruit them at their house. He probably told them that he would treat them with respect. He would treat them as young men. He would treat them with dignity. And this is not dignified in any way, shape or form. So Patrick Ewan, a Georgetown legend and a New York Knicks legend, is finally out as the head coach at Georgetown. In his six seasons with Georgetown, He went 75-109. and He also had a 29-game Big East losing streak that began in March 2021 and ended in January 2023. That's the most consecutive defeats in Big East history. I feel bad that Patrick could never turn this around. Uh, I'm sure that the people of Georgetown still appreciate and love Patrick, But sometimes you even have to cut ties with people that you love. This is a life lesson. Just because you love somebody dearly and you want the best for them doesn't mean that they always are the right person for you. Sometimes you need room. You need space. You need separation for them to get the best out of themselves and you to get the best out of yourself. I wish Patrick another chance. I don't know if he's going to get it. But maybe he has to go back the assistant, assistant coach route. But 75 and 109 doesn't cut it. A 29-game losing streak in the Big East, your own conference, does not cut it. And once again, like I said, I wish him well. Jim Beheim's texture as the Syracuse men basketball coach has finally come to an end after 47 years. This dude was inducted into the basketball hall of fame in 2005 right he won 10 conference championships six conference tournament titles 35 national ncaa appearances 20 sweet 16 7 8 elite eight appearances five final fours two runners up and one ncaa championship i thought Beheim should have been out of there A couple of years ago after he had that incident with the car and somebody lost their lives. I mean, he wasn't charged or anything. They said nothing was criminal, but I thought he was going to walk away. I thought he was going to walk away after his son had finished his tenure as a Syracuse men's basketball player. But 47 years is a long time to be anywhere, to be doing anything for anybody. I wish him nothing but success in the rest of his life. Uh, I don't know. He probably gonna go into the booth, or maybe he'll stay home with Miss Bayheim and chill, spend the rest of his days golfing, teaching, whatever. But you know what? That is an outstanding career he had. And I, you know what? The best to him. I mean, never heard of Syracuse before him. And actually, Mr. Bayheim had played for him a classmate of mine. Pearl Washington, who was in my class at Boys and Girls High School, played for syracuse university he was one of the most outstanding basketball players who ever played college basketball it didn't pan out for pearl in the nba and by the way rest in peace pearl Uh, but he did play he helped put my school and pearl on the map and gave pearl a chance to actually live out his dreams and become an nba player so this weekend we had ufc fight night it was peter petrion for mercap delavisius and uh actually beat him by unanimous decision it wasn't even close uh it was uh he won all four five rounds to to none uh he threw him around uh Petrion seemed to be off of his game he was angry at the weigh-in he actually did a neck chop I didn't appreciate that I didn't think that was right at all I thought it was unsportsmanlike and Alexander Volkov uh just beat up Alexander Romanov and TKO in the first round Nikita Krylov beat Ryan Spahn it was a very good fight even though it only lasted one round and three minutes and 38 section seconds he beat ryan spawn by submission triangle choke they were doing some outstanding wrestling ryan spawn will bounce back from this i uh, uh they before they that a catch weight both of them weighed 213 so it's usually a 205 fight but they were at 213 because they were supposed to fight about a week ago but krylov had some kind of stomach ailment and so i guess these guys went and they were able to eat rehydrate and there was no way you could ask them to drop the weight again and like i said for one round fight it was pretty damn entertaining now this weekend coming up we got leon edwards versus kamar usman number three this is the third fight they are one and one kamara won the first fight leon won the second fight This is the third fight for the Walter White Championship. This is coming from England. It's going to be on ESPN Plus and pay per view. It's going to be the main card, it's going to be 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. The prelims are going to start at 3 o'clock Eastern Standard and The early preams are going to be at one o'clock. Now, here's some of the fights that's going to be on this card. By the way, I thought Kamara Usman was handling Leon Edwards till he made a bad drastic mistake real late in the fifth round in fight two. So I have confidence that Kamara is going to rebound and win back his title. So I am picking Kamara Usman to win this third and hopefully decisive. Match between the two. Justin Gagey is on this card. He's fighting Raphael Fazizi. Gunnar Nelson is fighting Bob Brian Barberina. Marvin Vittori is fighting Roman Dolichich. Joanne Woods, who used to be Joanne Calderwood, is fighting Luna Carriana. Nathaniel Woods is fighting Leroy Murphy. Sam Peterson is fighting Yunal Ashma. Uh, we also got Jack Haley versus Malcolm Gordon on this card. Jennifer Myers fighting Casey O'Neill on this card. Juliana Mila is fighting Veronica Merced on this card. So this should be a good card. It should be an active card. Like I said, those, this is from London, England. So usually they're pretty live at this London show. So men's and women's march madness begin on march 14th and it's going to run through april the 3rd uh it should be interesting one shot a moment people one shot a moment one shot a moment we get a chance to meet some of the future wnba and nba talent in this march madness tournament uh, there's going to be some buzzer beaters it's going to be some nail biting it's going to be a lot of school pride all around the country uh, put in your pools don't overextend yourself money wise by joining 550 pools because more than likely you might not win any of them it's not easy to do. It's not easy to pick some of these schools that you know in your heart of heart you have not seen play basketball all year long. And you're taking some bubblehead from television or newspaper or an article who is telling you who and what to pick and what they predict it will be. So we have some NFL news. The Vikings released Adam Thielen, which caught me as a shot, but I guess they wanted to save money. He's been around nine years. I don't know how they're going to replace him, maybe due to draft. And Jalen Ramsey is now a Miami Dolphin cornerback and pro bowler. Jalen Ramsey is no longer a Los Angeles Ram. He is now a Miami Dolphin. He's going back to his home state. He played for Jacksonville originally. He played for Florida State in college. This dude is following the sunshine, huh? Florida, California, Florida. Good for him. The Chicago Bears picked up the – they sent the number one pick to the Carolina Panthers, and they received back wide receiver DJ Moore, who was the only offensive threat on Carolina. They get the number nine pick, the number 61 pick, and in the 2024 pick the 60, well, the 61st pick in the 2024 draft, and in the 2025 tr- draft, they pick up the second round pick. uh The Chicago Bears got a lot for, uh, they got a lot for that number one pick. Uh That's the way I look at it. They got a lot. You get a player. And four draft picks for one player, that says a lot. Maybe they're looking at the quarterback uh, from Florida, Anthony Richardson, who was hype-machined out of um, the Combines. But I can't say that, to be honest. I don't know if that's the real deal. I don't know if he will be the number one pick in the draft. But we'll talk about the draft as we get closer to the draft, just like we'll talk more about the uh, NCAA tournament as this thing heats up uh, by this weekend, I will know more about it because we'll be heading into the Sweet 16 and stuff like that. And do, those are the matches that you want to see. The first rounds, you, you're pretty safe to know that a lot of lower level teams will get bumped off in the first round, and maybe a couple of 15s or 12s might make it through, but not. It doesn't happen often. It doesn't happen much. So you know what you're going to do. Patriot safety. And twin, Devin McCourty, three-time Super Bowl champion, has finally re- announced his retirement after 13 seasons with the Patriots. He actually got to win a Super Bowl with his twin brother. And, you know, that must be really special, man. I mean, not only did they grow up together, they share a womb together, they dreamed of making the NFL together, but they were able to actually win on it, play together a whole season and win a Super Bowl. but Devin stayed on longer than his brother and he finally called in a day in 13 years if you get to walk away with your marbles, you get to walk away with your money, he gets to walk away with his reputation. I've heard him speak. he sounds like he'd be a ideal dude to go in a booth or one of those national channels to talk about football. so it looks like his future is very bright. The Phoenix son Kevin Durant, is probably going to miss two to three weeks with that freak and ankle injury he obtained. I mean, he wasn't playing. He was just on the layup line. He goes up. You've probably seen the video, and he hurts his ankle. Kevin Durant is often injured now. I feel so bad for him. I feel so bad for the Suns because he really will not get a chance to blend with Kevin Booker. And Chris Paul, before the playoffs, they're going to probably have to learn each other on the fly because they didn't get to play but, what, one or two games at the most together? So I wish Kevin Durant a speedy recovery because I, I was expecting the Suns to put together a nice playoff run, but we will have to see how that goes. I'll keep you up to date on Kevin's status as we move forward. Now, the NBA, tonight, we got the Grizzly versus the Mavs ja moran is not back we're not going to talk about ja moran and strip clubs and shit like that i'm only talking sports that other personal shit, i tried to leave out of my mouth we got the jazz playing the heat Suns are playing the warriors the bucks are playing the kings tuesday you got the knicks fresh off a victory against los angeles lakers versus the trailblazers you got the bucks versus the suns the Nuggets versus the Raptors. Wednesday, you got the Clippers versus the Warriors. The Warriors are tough at home, but can't win on the road. They're home, so the possibility of winning for them could be great. You got the 76ers versus the Cavs. Thursday, you can go on and do something else and not really worry about the NBA. There are games, but I don't consider any of them to be worthy of watching. Friday, you got the Mavs versus the Lakers. The Lakers, like I said, just lost to the Knicks last night. They big, tough talking again that we don't have no more room for opportunity to fail. We got to get this shit together. We're going to go out there and kick ass. We'll see. I don't believe LeBron will be back. Matter of fact, I know LeBron will not be back. So it's on AD and the other players to see if they can hold their word. But it should be a good game. You got Luka Kyrie versus the Lakers. And the Lakers are thirsty. You also have the Celtics versus the Trailblazers. Saturday, you got the Nuggets versus the Knicks. The Knicks are very good. They seem to bounce back out of that little doldrum they had where they lost like two or three in a row. And you got the Celtics versus the Jazz. Sunday, you got the Thunder versus the Suns. Like I told you already, no Kevin Durant. And you got the Raptors versus the Bucks. Now, next week, I have a question. And my question is, what are you doing? Why are you doing this LBGT community? Why are you up to this particular thing? Now, I'm not going to go into what that is. This is what's called a teaser. My idea is I am going to devote a segment to me having a series of questions for the LBGT community about some things that I find upsetting that I think that they're doing and I don't think it's right. But we'll get into that like i said on the next episode remember it's all right and you aspire to be a king and a queen of your people never play the fool of your people be somebody that people and if your people if you don't consider your nationality your people then consider your family your people consider Are your co-workers, your frat brothers, your people. Don't be the fool. Don't play the clown. Be somebody that other people can aspire to be, somebody that motivates other people to be the best that they can be. Be somebody that everybody can say, you know what, I like what I see in that person. You know what? I respect that person because you can't pay for respect. You can try to buy respect, but it's really not for sale. It's fake. If you buy it, it's phony. If you earn it, it's real. And you know what? A king and a queen, if they live right, and I'm not saying that a king and a queen can be evil, but a king and a queen, a just king and a just queen will earn respect. A court jester will never earn respect and do everything that you can to not Join the ranks of the court jesters and the fools. And I'm going to tell you, like I tell you each and every time, people, peace to you and peace to yours.